Welcome to episode three of Stolen Valar, a Rings of Power recap podcast. I am Sam Half. I'm Frankie G. And with us, as always, is our engineer, Eddie Spaghetti. Uh, thank you, Eddie. Um, and, Keeping that sauce warm. Uh, Keeping that sauce warm. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are peaking. Turn down your game. <laughs> Eddie, that's um, your problem. Ah, jeez. <laughs> What do I know? I'm just a blue-collar guy with an audio engineering <laughs> master's degree. Uh, <laughs> I love we have this, like, Teamster engineer for this whole yeah, yeah. podcast. Uh, I, wa- I wanted to get into sanitation, but audio engineering <laughs> is the family business. <laughs> I said, you're no son of mine unless you're in front of a switchboard. <laughs> My dad um, actually built the wall of sound. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of building, speaking of building, speaking here in of episode building, three, Adar, there's a lot of yes. building, uh, metaphorical and literal. You know, we, we don't we don't get to see orcs really uh, as craftsmen much in the films, but here, they absolutely, built quite and a I mean, network. We must infer that the orcs are craftsmen, given sure. the industrialism of Saruman in in the right. trilogy. But we never actually get to see. You know what? There are a lot of a uh, lot of good union jobs in this episode. That's right. That's right. That is true. <laughs> being, uh, be, being an Uruk is actually a like union status. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I got my Uruk card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're saying you working on the high, ditch, but they're saying Uruk card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shadowman promised no work, no show jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, imagine Saruman being like, go chase them. And the orcs are like, I'm on a union break. I'm taking a 10. Meat is back on the menu due to their new contract. That's why it's back on the menu. Yeah, meat is back on the menu. 86 fish all day, though. We're out of fish. Uh, But that, of this course, is, this I would, is, I would love is... to see a version of the show The Bear where it is an orc yes, restaurant. Yes, orcs. <laughs> that should be, that should be the next one. Amazon, if you're listening. Yeah, Amazon, uh, call us again. Call we yeah. haven't called us yet. We keep telling you to. You haven't, but it's true. Uh, call us. Yeah, Gothmogs Diner as the bear. <laughs> Gothmogs, yeah, Gothmogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, age of hot sandwiches has begun. <laughs> the age of breakfast is over. If you <laughs> wish to get a breakfast, you had to be here before eleven. Grand, grand, grand. And I, I love that we. Um, this is a very musical show. Um, yeah. We start hearing, you know, more orcish work chants and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I love that. Um, this is finally the episode when we get to Numenor, uh, yes. which is, you know, the most important unseen climate in all of yeah. Tolkien yeah. canon until now. Um, I mean, Numenor is is such an important place in the in the world of the franchise and for us to see it now for the first time and for them to basically be like, it's the Mediterranean. It's, it's ancient yeah. Greece. It's Welcome ancient to Byzantium. It's, Ooh. Yeah. It's awesome. It is. It, I was blown away by Numenor. I thought it was a, a brilliantly rendered environment. It felt completely different culturally from yes. everywhere else we've seen in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. People As are wearing. Should. 
as as it should. People are wearing, you know, sash-like kind of toga-like uh uh clothing. People are very uh, you know, curly-haired, very hirsute and swarthy. <laughs> um, you know, I I would say like the the men of uh that we see of Lord of the Rings tend to be kind of chestnut-haired, yeah. very, you know, western european looking whereas the men of numenor are very southern european looking which is a yes. great great change um i love that uh i i just i love the vibes of numenor uh i love that everyone's kind of a pompous ass because like yeah. they that's yeah. that's the culture they are they were like hey guess what we made a deal with the gods and now we're supermen yeah that's so, awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? So, what do you want, low man? Like that's. <laughs> I love that. Like low man is the meanest thing you can call someone. It's uh, it's great, and it's like they hate the elves, but they don't condescend to the elves. But no. like other men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You untouched by the light of Valinor. <laughs> like wow. Uh, what's that like? It must suck. Yeah. Um. Uh, and, Numenor's and- awesome. I'm so happy we saw and and culturally in Numenor. The sea is always right. I love yes. that. I love how I love how marine uh, how they are. aquatically folk. Yes, they are. Yeah. The the folklore and the culture clearly is such that of an island nation, and yeah. that is beautiful. I I'm such a fan of that. I'm such a fan of seeing a a fleshed out personality of orcs. You know, we've had. I think the answer is three named orcs. I think there are only three in. Other than Azog the Defiler in the Hobbit movie, sure. and then there's you know Gothmog, there's um, the main Urukai, yeah, Lures. and Lures. then yeah, uh, some other. I think there's one guy. more. Oh, Lurts, and that's Lurts. It. It's not not, not Lures. It's Lurts, Lurts, Lurts. Lurts. I, yeah, I I dropped the T. Um, no, it's yes. Lurts, Gothmog, and then I can't even remember the other guy. And it's well, meets back other... on the menu guy. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, he he has a name. What is his name? I, he must have an. I think he he does. Whatever Meets we call him, we just don't call him late for dinner. Menu character. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Oh, uh, well, there's there, there's also a guy name. named Ugluk. 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 Yes. Ugluk. Very Ugluk. important. I Ugluk. I can't help but but say orc name orc orc names like like in Shadow of War. <laughs> Oak-book. Yes, I I played a lot of Shadow of War myself. Um, I spent money, which was a big mistake. Oh um, no! I, I played dwarves. Um, this this podcast is reverse sponsored by Shadow of War, in mm-hmm. by which I mean a lot of my money has gone <laughs> you, to them. Yeah, you you personally sponsored Shadow of War. Now I spo- yes, podcast. Shadow of War is sponsored by Stolen Valar. <laughs> That's um, you know what I think no one's tried that tried that that a uh, power move yet. Yeah, to, it's to, true. To, to say that that I'm our sponsoring podcast you. is by yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to Stolen Valar, the official podcast sponsoring. Uh, I, I really should have thought the end of a quip, the end of that quip before I started that quip. Uh, the official, <laughs> let's let's uh, the official podcast sponsoring. Oh boy! Oh boy! A, oh boy! A you joke know what? In it's, search of a quip. It's one of those classic fill in the blank jokes. So I'll yeah. here I'll start the joke and you okay. the listener can finish it. Welcome yeah, back yeah. to Stolen Valar, a, a Rings of Power recap podcast, the official sponsor of <laughs> What a good joke you made. <laughs> Great. Wow. Listener so funny. Amazing. Oh. 
You are good. That's that's <laughs> why you're one of our listeners. Our listeners are the funniest ones around. But um, in, in uh, Numenor, I, I also couldn't help but feel an overwhelming sense of doom. <laughs> doom. Because, yes. Like, as, as, soon, as, as soon as I heard the name Fadazon, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yes, they oh, are no. compressing... They are compressing the timeline of the Second Age. Uh, so Alfarazon is is in canon the last ruler of mm-hmm. Numenor, and uh, under under his leadership, um, Numenor is sucked into the ocean. Right. Uh, the the Valar and Eru Iluvatar hit a big old Control Z right. and just uh, like, nope. suck them on yeah, down, sorry. and then Bye. and then bend the world. Yep. Well, you know, and it's. Uh, it's I can't wait for him to declare his plan to attack and dethrone God, which is really what we're building to. Yes, which is, uh, Alfarazon is really the JRPG protagonist character <laughs> of of Tolkien, uh, who he he will he will fight God. Um, he will fight God. He will. Uh, he will lose. I love. But he will, he will lose. But he'll try. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the um, symbol of. Of Sauron yes. being yes. revealed to be a, fun reveal, a, sig- a map. yeah, that it is. It is merely just this is what Mordor looks like, um, and I yeah. like that it answers. You know, there are some times where a franchise will decide to answer a question we didn't have, yes. and it will be kind of like, why'd you do that? I, I think the textbook example is midi chlorians in Star Wars. It's like, uh, yeah. why is the Force bacteria now? Why did that happen? Uh, yeah. um, but I think. Saying, "Hey, you know what? Actually, there is a meaning to that Sauron rune." Is brilliant because yeah, it nice. creates, you know, this show in many ways from the perspective of Galadriel is a mystery, and the mystery is right, where the right. hell is Sauron? And using his signet as part of the mystery and as a big clue, amazing! I love it. Where in the world is Lord Sauron? <laughs> um. Uh yes, we also we we meet Isildur too. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, th- and I, I again, a lot earlier than we yeah ex- a little had early, but him to but exist. also like when I heard his name, I was also like, oh no, poor guy, because <laughs> yeah. So what? Which yeah. also, but I I have a hard time connecting to his story just because I know how his story ends. So I'm kind of like, well, yeah, you know, I know I it it's is fun that, that he's a team, but he's gonna let down the entire world. So I can't. It's hard to, for me to root for him. Yeah, the the subtext of every sentence he says is at the <laughs> yeah. end of it. You just picture him going no, <laughs> yeah, and just putting the ring <laughs> and the back ring on, slipping so, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Womp womp. But um, but, but, but you know, I, I think you know, I'm 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 being a bit you know overly nerdy about it. But I I feel like if you're given the character of Isildur and you're like, okay, how do we make him interesting? I think this is the right way to do it. You you make him absolutely. He's he's a he's a princeling and he's kind of spoiled. But also, like people don't have, people don't mind telling him that to his face and like, yes. shoving him around. So you know, it, it, I think it makes sense. It does, and you know the it, the most interesting thing I I got from the Isildur storyline is that he looks out towards. I think he's yes. looking out towards Middle Earth, not towards Valinor. Yes. He's looking towards Middle Earth, and he hears a voice saying his name, and that yeah, is that, really that interesting because. It's, you know, the ring doesn't exist yet. So it is not, you know, it's not the power of the ring calling out to him. It's not the power of Morgoth or Sauron. So what is it? And, and the notion that, that there is some seed of something that may be malicious that was in his head the whole time, I think adds a lot of depth 
to his corruption. Yeah, that, that he's well. Yeah, that he's feeling some it kind makes of it, call. Yeah, it makes it and... potentially not his fault. It makes it maybe like <laughs> destiny. Maybe it was pre-written that he was going to be this cosmic fuck up, and that well, I mean, he's it, being it all called kind of to follow right? that destiny. Yeah, yeah. So it's all, uh, you know, it's all in 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 the the, the great song, which sort of adds yes. to the tragedy of it all. Yeah, and so I, I think the idea that you know Isildur is bound by his tragic destiny makes him, uh, which matches, I would say, also the aesthetic of Numenor. It makes mm-hmm. him kind of like a tragic Greek hero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is. He is the. He like is Tolkien's to Oedipus. Like... Oh well. Well, in, <laughs> yes. In some and ways, of course, in more being, than others. Being, yeah. being, being Tolkien, the sex is left out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So, uh, it, you know, the the Numenor stuff is neat, and Galadriel's getting in trouble, and uh, Halbrand's getting in trouble. He, I, I like that Numenor has bars, and like, like I like that it's got this like guild culture. Like they did a good job of making it feel like an actual lived-in place, and not just like a mythical island. You know. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you know, I will say this: I really that that scene. I think people spoke negatively about Galadriel riding a horse. I thought that was eh, great. Yeah, that was fun. I, I think people just just want to whine about the weirdest stuff to complain about. I, yeah, I mean, particularly anything where there is a female character involved in right. this show, there's going to be yeah. someone complaining. It, 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 um, if it's a lady or they're not yeah. ghostly pale, someone's someone's yes. whining about what's going on. Yes, I I love um the bit in the pits, the uh, escape attempt. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. That was yeah, but really, really a fun sense of hopelessness. Of yeah. like the guy like, gets up and then he here. just turns around and he's, he's just got the full arrow of arrows. In him. But you know, even, yeah. even before that, for me, the actual the saddest thing in the show to this point is when he chops down the tree and he says "Anlin upsane" to the tree, which means "Forgive me." He he yes. begs the tree's forgiveness, and it's like that's so great. Of like the the orcs have so broken these elves that like the the one thing they don't want to do is chop a tree down. And he, yeah, we we get to see an elf say sorry to a tree, which is just the a most a, a most beautiful elfy thing to do is to apologize yes. to a tree. This <laughs> I love this that. Uh, what what makes and I've been saying this to anyone who will listen who's like should I watch this show <laughs> the 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 thing I've been saying about this show is that this show gets everything right culturally. Yeah, to, like it's it really does a great job of creating this beautiful, distinct elf culture and elf personality of like, yeah. like, you know, the way characters act, you might say, oh, that guy's really culturally elvish. Does the same for the dwarves, <laughs> the same for the orcs, same for the men, same for the Numenorians. It's really, yeah. really such, and, and that makes it in many ways, even though obviously Tolkien has nothing to do with this and this is non-canon. But right. even so, this makes this maybe one of the most spiritually true to Tolkien uh, p- pieces of, of Lord of the Rings work. Yeah, I, I think they sort of understand the, the tone and the vibe and like the, the, the overarching. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, this is. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the first Tolkien project uh, for which I believe Christopher Tolkien or his son um, directly consulted on the script. 
Oh, really? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, b- I believe the Tolkien family was directly involved with this one. And why, why not let them use the Silmarillion? That's know? a really good question. Why? But I guess may- maybe maybe the thought is, well, if this does well, we can license that separately. Sure. Well, uh, but and you know, you, you know what I realized earlier today? I was talking to our friend Dash about, uh, they asked, what's some stuff that you'd love to see on screen? And I said, vampires and werewolves but then i realized vampires are only mentioned in stuff they legally can't touch which was a bummer but yes but but there is a single mention of werewolves in fellowship of the ring so we might we might get to see a werewolf well you know we see we see um skin changers we see bjorn yes, and right. stuff. so like uh, that that's not that's not unwerewolf like right well especially the uh well i mean i just want to see the to my mind hot lady vampire who was Sauron's <laughs> right right hand during the first age. And then she, of course yeah. she gets killed and they take her cloak to hide. But um but I do like the warg design a lot for this. Yes. Yeah. Um, the warg design. Sort of like warthog plus wolf, which makes sense from a language like, you know, wart wolf and war, warthog is warg. Oh absolutely. Makes sense. And it too. looks I, I like a it. creature that yeah. has been inbred to be domesticated. Yeah, it, and that it, was like people were like, "Oh, up. they don't look fierce." Well, it's like, no, it's no. the Habsburg of wolves. Like it absolutely, <laughs> it's a Habsburg dire wolf. It should look like that. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And then, um, but I mean, it, the, the episodes it's mostly Numenor and the 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 uh, the uh, the World yes. War One and we do trenches. we do see the stranger. Uh, discovered by bit, the Harfoots. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that uh, the, the the Hobbit stuff. I'm still like the, my my favorite lines of this thing are the the hob the, the Hobbit the Harfoot stuff and uh, the the uh, Elrond Durin stuff. So I was glad to see at least a little bit of the Harfoot stuff in here. But I I mean, there's only so much you can do in an hour, right? Yeah, uh, it, absolutely. I, really doing a strong good job of splitting it. Yeah. Yes. Um. Now, at this point in episode three, um, very important uh, to to make sure we touch on a theory that I am holding holding fast to, <laughs> which is that Halbrand is Sauron. Uh, yeah. I really think that is the case. Uh, I, I know there are a number of candidates. He could he could be the um, witch king of Angmar. He could sure. be the ghost king who breaks the promise. Right. Um, but I just don't think any of those make sense. Um, particularly, I know we're goofing with the timeline here, but particularly if the Ghost King breaks the promise yeah, for the War of the Last Alliance, which is already in the Third Age, there's no yeah. fucking way that no, Halbrand is is long. that guy. Um, and um, but but you mean but the 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 big which King's is a he, possibility because possibility. obviously the the rings of men are going to be created in this show, yeah, and he soon. is a man, and he is a king of men. But as we discover the, in this episode, but... the, the fact that the, the fact that he can hold his ground against essentially a team of Kryptonians tells you he's yes, he's not that he's not just a guy, thing. you know. Yeah, that was that stood out to you. That stood out to me. Yeah, and I, you know, this is a show that pays so close attention to right. the lore that something that feels like it should be impossible really. Is probably yeah, an intentional move be, on part of the writer. Yeah, like that that should clue you in that there there's something more interesting is going yeah. on here. Halbrand I, should absolutely it's very weird that he yeah. can fight a mob of four <laughs> Numenorians. First yeah. of all, it's weird that he can fight four people at once, period. Sure. It is yeah. very weird that those <laughs> yeah. are four like Mediterranean supermen. 
Right. Um, even though, yes, maybe he's been trained as a warrior. Maybe they haven't. They're tradesmen. Even but still, so it just it feels a little sour. Yeah. And then we discover that Halbrand, while Galadriel's on her research mission, we discover that Halbrand is, in fact, uh, a king of the Southlands in exile. Right. Which, to my theory, if Sauron is, if one could call Sauron the king or future a, a king, king of Mordor. Of yeah, yeah. If one could call Sauron the king of Mordor, which is that, that the sense. biggest land in the Southlands, I don't know. I to me seems like maybe oh I'm the king of the, uh, the rightful king but I'm gone could be like hey it's me Sauron yeah. who got <laughs> defeated and so I'm not taking my place in the throne of the Southlands which right. is what I should be. I don't know. It's it, it makes between and also, that no, and 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 he's he's supposed to be in a handsome form and I think Galadriel finds him handsome. So yeah, that is true. That is true. They have uh interesting uh, uh, tension. They've got rapport, mm -hmm. which is, which I thought would be on a, uh, to me, I actually think that's a point against Sauron because oh, in canon, sure. I remember that when he comes in his beautiful form, Galadriel is supposed to be suspicious of him. Right. But that said, Galadriel does seem suspicious of him. Not She's suspicious of like, still... oh, I don't think you're who you seem, <laughs> right. but in kind of like a, uh, what's your fucking deal? There's stuff that you're keeping close to the well, chest. Well, and I think she's only not suspicious because she's like, you you hate orcs too? Can you help me? Like, he he, yeah, he yeah. has the, the one thing she wants, which is a ticket back to her war, right? Yes. But that's, the, that, that's all she cares about. And he happened, just so happens, to be the guy who can give her the war she's looking for. And I would say Numenor is a very hard place to get to. And very, very yeah, isolationist and closed off. So it makes sense to me that Sauron wants to be there and stay because yeah. it is a seat of power and it is a seat of a lust for power and a have desperate we, cling to power. Which have they is explained why why he was on that Sauron. boat there anyway. Like like why was not. he on that boat way close to Numenor? We haven't we haven't touched on that, right? They haven't explained it. Mm. Um, and I, you know, so, and the fact that he's so enthusiastic about remaining in Numidor, which right. is a place that Sauron does actually want to get to because <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get. And the men are strong enough to potentially be corrupted into challenging the gods. So right. this, I, there are a lot of points in the Sauron category and very few points against. Uh, so that is my, that, that's my pet theory. And we will be nurturing that in episodes to come. <laughs> So yeah, we're, yeah. This is this is Sauron Watch 2022. Sauron Watch. Sauron Watch. Although although Frankie, do you mm -hmm. are are you on team Halbrand Sauron or do you have another pet theory of either we haven't seen Sauron yet or Sauron is another character in another place? So okay, so I'm I'm of a couple. Of, so from my like uh, aspiring TV writer, TV spec TV spec script writer mind. I, I'm like, it, it actually would be really neat if everyone's looking for Sauron and he's actually not around yet. Like, like they're all looking, and but he, he isn't actually there. And all they're really doing is everyone's hurting each other, which is a constant theme of Tolkien, too, is just, you know, if right. everyone got along a little bit better, Sauron wouldn't have anyone to manipulate. Like, right, that is true. Uh, if, if, if everyone was just cool and didn't have all these little petty things that they were all trying to do like if anyone had it's a true, sense they... of, the, of the larger picture they, 
it, absolutely it would be fine they could um, be yeah but, it, they could be accidentally setting the stage for the return yeah. of Sauron. well you can't sow discord if no one has anything to to get any kind of grievance about right um, well that but... is a really interesting uh Sauron take because it would uh, lay the blame of his return at Galadriel's uh, feet in a big way. Yeah, I mean, and and that would be a dark irony considering her yeah. stuff with her brother. Oh, and that's oh that that is one more thing that I'm sad that that we won't get to see is the uh, battle of songs, <laughs> the uh, battle of the bands, which is how Finrod eventually dies. Like that, that's yeah. how he actually dies. He he has a battle of poems and spells with Sauron, and then he has to fight uh, werewolves, and then he dies. But that's only uh, in the 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 books they can't touch, which is a bummer. Yes, yeah, it's you know I I think a big it's it's hard to kill particularly a a very powerful noldor and right. i think uh the idea that like well in order to kill finrod i've got to deplete his spiritual energy and right. to do that i need to have a battle of <laughs> determination with him as yeah. opposed to just a battle of swords i love that yeah it's it's great but we do see an elf i get the the actual end of the episode is the scene that, that we discussed before, which is an elf who is much much lesser than Finrod, uh, just getting shot. Yes, tragic, womp womp. Uh, <laughs> tragic final scene of him <laughs> looking over and going, yes. "Oh, I guess I guess we're not leaving." Bop, bop. Yeah. And well, and oh, and and well, he 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 sees that pops down, and then we see that this this like backlit silhouette of Adar. Adar. Yes. Adar. Father. We're going to meet him. Very excited for the next episode, and I hope you will so join cool. us for that soon. I've been Frankie G. Find me online at Wizworld Live. Fridays on Twitch, on Instagram, Twitter. we got to shop, all kinds of stuff. And I am uh, Sam Haft. You can follow me at Sam Haft on Twitter or on TikTok at FunComfortable. That's uncomfortable with a th at the beginning. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, the next episode you can even listen to right now. Mm -hmm.